Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. We've got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> show with our buddy uh, Don Kent and uh, Eden Brower somewhere in the background there yeah, I'm here. Don what do you have to say about that record okay all right now that's a fine record it's uh, great in- great playing uh, good singing 
very good singing. I think that was, it may have been an old pop song from the turn of the century, but I know it was recorded acoustically by semi-jazz bands. I think I have it on Victor, at least I've heard it on that label. But it reminds me, this is a little preface here, of things when I was in the 70s and um, Pat Conti and Bob Guida used to come over to my house and I'd do bits. Sometimes I'd give lecture, but mostly I'd do bits. Like This is in Brooklyn? This is in Brooklyn. And like one time I played, I played all seven versions of Cairo, you know, by... All seven the versions? Seven versions, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. How many do you have, John? I have one. Oh! Have, uh, Henry Spaulding, Hi Henry Bound, uh, Lane Harden, J.D. Short, uh, Charlie Jordan, um, Henry Townsend, and Will Shade. Nice. All of them St. Louis, St. Louis, except Will Shade. Anyway, so I do things like that, or I pay a record, and then I play something out of left field to compare with that record. Uh, and this is, has to do a lot with repertoire, which I was very big on at the time. And here's a sample of what I mean. Okay, so I don't know if we said, but that was Pink Anderson and Simi doing. Mama. Papa's getting mad I know the sweetest peaches don't grow on trees I know the sweetest honey don't come from bees I'm tired of listening to your corrections You'd better hunt yourself some good protection Sweet mama Papa's done gone mad I never thought I'd ever feel this bad you flirted with the butcher and you flirted with the baker But now you're flirting with the undertaker Sweet mama, papa's getting Great, I never heard that before. Now, obviously, Jimmy Brevard had heard the record because I don't think the other versions that I've heard had lyrics. But he remembered, of course, just the, the main, you know, just the chorus and the main verse. So you think these guys who made records just 
listen to other people's records. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. part of what I'm going to what I'm going to show you. Now, that was a clean copy, John. Well, how come your records don't sound as clean as that? I, I'd actually say for Don Kent, that was about as unclean as it gets. Actually. Yeah, actually. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give this to you. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? I, yeah, I have a copy. Oh well, I had two copies because one side was better on one side and the other side was better on the other copy. Uh, and I'm keeping the copy that has the better side of Poppy's getting mad. Wow, thanks, Don. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Right here on the Old Time Radio Show. I should put down your record collection more often, John. Collectors <laughs> is, uh, he felt so bad for you. Yeah, keep yeah. putting it down. Now, next week. John's week. getting ready to collect some Bing Crosby. <laughs> 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 Well, my cat is freaking out. This is now. I'm going to implore your listeners to uh, go stand this record because it's a little plotting. Because as Fletcher Henderson on piano, and though he could play good piano, he rarely did. This is Clara Smith. Okay. This was a very big record. You know, Clara and Bessie sold by the tens, if not hundreds of thousands, and this was early, so it got, you know all over the place. In fact, uh, the female singers don't give the, get enough credit for, you know, uh, putting lyrics out there that everybody used. Cause yeah, that's true, because yeah. the, they were really big in the, really the mid-20s. Oh, in the early 20s, from 1920 till Blind Lemon Jefferson. Right. After that, they sort of faded. Right, right. Okay, but yeah, I'll play that. Okay.
great singer yeah she's a great singer when she had better a little better material than that she made really good songs uh, that was good yeah it was so slow it reminds you how you gotta you know i i kind of look over clara smith and you know bessie smith records don't really you know think and then you hear that and you're like wow that's yeah really, no, no, really she great was a great singer, singer. Yeah. Some but here's the point here's the point okay. now we have an entirely different version okay who's the <laughs> Why, what, is what a beauty. Okay, we'll play it and then your, your listeners can hear what this is all about. This is an extremely rare country blues record. Come on, my son. What would I do, Lord? You're reason why. 
Well, that's a masterpiece. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, I he doesn't it. have quite all the lyrics, lyrics I think Clara Smith version does, but he follows it quite closely. Yeah, it, it's it, just the accompaniment and his so singing. So good, yeah, so yeah. good. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Now, I don't. Why he decided and, to cover uh, that? I don't song? think we said, but that was Bo Weevil Jackson. Now he calls it uh, "Why Do You Moan." Um, I mean, clearly he had to have heard the record we just heard before that. Right? Oh, that's yeah. the point of this, right? That's the point, and why he kept it in his repertoire, maybe it found favor, because he was a street singer, for the most part. I mean, like... He just played on the street, and... Uh, Apparently. And, you know, well, most of these, a lot of these records were used for dancing. Now, you could probably do a, a slow drag to the Clara Smith version. Yeah. But yeah. it's probably, was just meant for listening by, you know, the, uh, you know, housemaids and laundresses that you know bought records uh more than a dance piece whereas his is for dancing i, li- I like his version better yeah it's a, it's a great version. well yeah i mean that's just so the guitar playing is so unbelievable you now can't let's hear the other side of that uh semi and pink anderson record oh I'd we love have to. to make a comparison we have more comparisons to make okay <laughs> is that the theme of this show What's yeah the well the, the, the theme was that's like a good I idea telling I was telling John that, you know, when I first met Pat Conti and Bob Guy and they were coming over to my house, and I had a pretty big oh, collection. Oh, that's right, seven versions. And, yeah, there were seven okay. versions. And I used to go into, I used to do bits and sometimes give lectures, and this is kind of what I did. This is great. Because I had the resources. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet as any 
found in thee even told me to my face what any said I'm getting tired of your go round way I'm going back to my baby day Love it, love it. Who doesn't love it? Uh, I like that record so much, I don't even know how to comment on it. Well, you know, think of it like, um, it's obviously they did it as if they were in a medicine show, because there's a lot of humor to it, besides the great uh, guitar playing, it's sort of like, um, meant to be a good, you know, a novelty song, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Let's hear how it sounds like when it's the blues. Place. I'm getting tired of your dirty ways. 
I'm going to fetch you, Mom. Baby, can't stop. Girl, I'm in trouble. Me and you can't stop. Papa, I'm skipping out tonight. I'm going to ha, ha, ha. I mean, I'm going to ha, ha, ha. That was great. Oh my god, that was so good. Why don't now, you have the it? interesting thing is that that tune must have been known because that was recorded in Memphis and she was from Mississippi or Memphis around there. Is that, that her o- is that her only record? No, no. She has two records. Oh, actually she has four records and they're all all of that quality. No kidding. No kidding. Two on Brunswick, two on Victor. Brunswick's that scarce, the Victor's less so, but a- and they the, don't turn up Do the Brunswick have Charlie McCoy? They have the everybody on it. They have the Chapmans, the Chapmans oh. and everybody. Um, but the interesting thing is, this came, This was recorded before Pink Anderson and Simi Dooley. It was. Huh. Yeah, and she was in Memphis and they were in South Carolina. So obviously the song was a known song. Yeah. yeah. They're just different interpretations. Well, it sounds like an, an older pop song, like you said, yeah. possibly, Well, no, right? uh, or I like think it's a, a minstrel song. Minstrel song, right? It might be an old song from the 1900s. I don't know. I haven't researched it. And you got something you want to play? Yeah, I got something I want to play. It makes okay, a lot more good. sense that a woman is singing that song yeah. than a man, really. Even though I love their versions, too. Okay. Yeah. Here's, that here's my two cents. Okay, here's your two cents. I'm just a dirty woman can be all oh, you even down told me to my face Well, any old man can take my place inside Your low-down wind Going back to my baby days Well, she's a gone boy for you Can't be up deep And now tonight I'm gonna strut my stuff I mean I'm gonna strut my stuff She's a gone boy Blue to me does it ruin any woman you be on even down to me to my best friend? Getting tired of you, Lord, I'm well, going back to my baby days, you 
boys, boys, you can't bluff. I'm gonna tip out tonight on the front myself. I mean, I'm gonna strut myself. Now, yonder come a woman coming across the street. She sure has got some great big feet. She's too down to button the shoe, and the wind blowed up the rabbit. You said, Born boys, do to me, do to do it. Any woman can be a born boy for you. That's his only record. Yeah, I know, but what's the other side? The other side is Beans, right? Yeah. And this, what's this called? Tipping Out. I never heard that side before. Really? You never heard yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's obviously, though, wow. at least a turn-of-the-century song, if not older, probably 19th century. That makes me feel like a big man that I played Don Ken something he never heard. Yeah, <laughs> no, I had heard Beans before, and I never particularly cared for it. I had several opportunities to buy it. But if I had known Tippin' Out was on the other side, I probably would have bought it just, just to fake people out. <laughs> people either love beans or they hate beans. All right, let's <laughs> let's do one more. Okay. Since this is by fortuitous, fortuitous uh, means, yeah, play early morning. This is uh, Blind, Blind Blake doing early morning blues. Oh, what a masterpiece. Early this morning, my baby made me sore. Early this morning, my baby made me Last night, it ain't none of your. 
and try to treat you right. Man, you see me sleeping, baby, don't you think I'm drunk? No, I'm not drunk, not a bit of it. Man, you see me sleeping, baby, don't you think I'm drunk? I got one eye on my pistol and the other on your tongue. See that thing going on some boy. I love you, pretty mama. Leave me, it ain't no lie. I mean, it ain't no lie. I love you, pretty mama. Leave me, it ain't no lie. The day you said to quit me, baby, that's the day you die. That guy could do no wrong, huh? No, he's got, I used to play that. That's not actually a hard piece to play. Yeah. What? No, it's in C. <laughs> you know, and I don't like C, but really it's well, quite, quite, it's not as difficult as it sounds. It's really a good, good piece in C. Now, by a fortuitous, fortuitous circumstance, we can play this. The other side of the rosy name and you'll never guess what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear this. It's gonna sound whack. Uh, let me pull this level down here. Let's see what it sounds like in G, rather than C. I'm drunk. I got my eye on my shotgun. 
Another fake out on oh, yeah. Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> should what a I'd be singer. scared to oh quit her. God. Yeah, I'd be scared. I'd do whatever she said. That, voice. <laughs> yeah. that was incredible, Donna. Yeah, I can't I believe my mind is blown. And that now, was when, great. when was this recorded? Uh, 19, February 1928. 28? Yeah. Because, boy, that, that sounded to me, and I've never heard Charlie McCoy sound like he was playing it, it before, but it sounded like he was playing a national. No, it was too early for a national. It was too early for a national. I think yeah. he was just up right up on the mic. Yeah, the guitar sound is unbelievable, but... Yeah, um, it's good, it's good. But yeah. you know, they were both uh, right. Both I'll, I'll, next time... Yeah, her now, too. What, what uh, since you don't know Rosie Memoir, I'll bring a Mary Butler, which is her under a pseudonym. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'll bring uh, Bungalow and Mary Blues. Here you go. Yeah, because it's got mandolin. John now. reluctantly hands it over. We'd like to you know this singer, John? No, no. Never heard. I, that's why John my mind is blown. It, then I, I'm not gonna know it. <laughs> I, I, I never heard it, but I, I, I must uh, do everything in my power to acquire these records. I'm a, well, I'm a huge Charlie McCoy fan. I mean, I, 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 I like Charlie McCoy no matter what he's doing, playing well, he's mandolin good. guitar. He's always, he's always good, and he he's plays good in the band situation. Yeah. But, but, but that was just unbelievable. That, that was the best Charlie McCoy guitar I ever heard. Right there. Oh, you haven't heard him do uh, "Strangers Blues," which. People say, somebody told me, or somebody said, that's Charlie McCoy doing Rube Lacey. Huh. Doing Rube Lacey's Long Lonesome Blues. Huh. It's also in G, so I don't know if, I don't know if Rube Lacey played in G. You know, those two Rube Lacey songs, I always thought were in E, but Dave Evans says they were in uh, uh, detuning, some kind of strange detuning. Detuning with the pitch is E. Yeah, and I've done it. But it's easier to play, I mean, I, I tried to play an E, I mean in D, tuning, and you can't play it in E, but it's, you can't play it in that D tuning, but it's much easier to play an E. I don't understand. But you don't think it's in E? Well, n- well, I don't know. Rube Lacey, you know, said he played it in D tuning. He did. Yeah, yeah. and it can't be played in D tuning, it's just that there's, there's one, just one part that's a stretch. It's just like huh. rolling log. You can play it on one guitar. It sounds the same, except there's one part that's a stretch, the B seventh part. Right, right. And in the D version, it's like the um, what is it? Not the G seventh. The A part. That's a stretch. You have to go. You have to make a quick up up the neck 
Yeah. You know, which is insane when you can just, you know, <laughs> do it in the yeah, first do position. Yeah, do it regular. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's the B seventh part, or what is it? Oh, would be the G seventh part, I guess, in the D. No, G. In the, the A, the A part. Yeah. You know, and I can't understand because the my thinking is that there's two ways of playing a song. You always play it the easiest way. Well, I guess to those guys, if they're playing, you know, every day, yeah, what's it, what's difficult to you and me is just kind of like it's strange. Yeah, that, and a lot of times they do it to get an effect too. You know, you yeah, s- slide up the neck and it yeah sounds it looks a ooh, yeah yeah yeah. I yeah. Suppose, I suppose yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Um, uh, well, that's it for the records I brought. Well, that was really something. And I hope that that's enough for a show for you, unless you want to fill it out with, by playing something else. Well, I'll, I'll play a couple more things to end the show, but uh, w- what else do you have to tell us about the blues? What's your feelings on the blues? Oh, <laughs> my feelings on What blues? are the blues? Well, oh, God. Uh, usually I say something like that, and you talk for like 15 minutes and start telling me stories that are unbelievable. So I just figured uh, well, I I'd say, know. like, well, what do you think about the blues, Don? Well... <laughs> I think it's it's obviously the whole s- <laughs> the whole source of American music. I mean, jazz would be nothing without blues tonality. Um, rock and roll stole everything from black people, including blues tonality. Yeah, rock and um, roll doesn't exist without these. Without records. without it, I think you know that's that's the bedrock of American music. Pop music, rock and roll. Even country was affected by it, as you well know. That a oh, lot of, sure. you know, they learned from black people because musicians were less antagonistic racially than other people in the South yeah. might may have been, and they, you know, uh, a lot of there were a lot more mixed string bands, I believe, than we know about. I mean, we know about uh, the you know Georgia Yellowhammers. Right. We know about uh, uh, Taylor's Kentucky Boys, you right. know, which all had black, you know, which had black people playing in them. I know from speaking with a lot of people in uh, various states, Virginia, Alabama, North Carolina, were the main places that I spent time, and which had great string band traditions that there were a lot of interchanges being black and white musicians. Because they didn't, they were like musicians were considered lower class, probably even lower class than baseball players who were pretty much the dregs of society <laughs> in the early part of the century. Not anymore. No, not anymore. But they were, you know, they were considered low lifers. They were considered, you know, yeah, that was about minions of the devil, basically, because yeah. they, you know they drank, they they were players. They, they like to enjoy that. life. They like to enjoy life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had fewer preconceptions. If you wanted to, you know, steal some good riffs, you, you know, you did, whether it was black or white. And I think the, the, the uh, culture was probably more blacks giving to white. Yeah. You know, and you, although you hear a lot of black musicians playing, playing white stuff. Well, you had the popular songs that everybody did, and then you yeah. had the Stephen Foster kind of folk repertoire that goes you know back and forth yeah. but as far as uh you know blues music probably influenced music more than any other type as far as everyone was kind of affected by it immediately right yeah you know i just wish that um 
somebody had interviewed L.B. Thomas early because she was playing at at the turn of the century, like 1902, she said she started playing when she was 11 years old. And she said, yeah, there were blues then, but they weren't as popular as they became later. Hmm. Now, I don't know if she considered motherless child blues a blues. Or was, was it? Huh? Yeah, or what would that be considered, like a gospel or just no, like a folk song? No, it's not a gospel song at all. No. No, it's a, it's a blues, but it's like a, a 16-bar blues. Hmm. Which you know, blues I consider twelve bars. You know. Right. But this, it's it's it, it's just an amazing song, and uh, I wonder when she started playing it because it could really push everything back, everything back. Now, when you realize that she was from Texas, and the stuff she did, the, the few songs that she did, Motherless Child being prominent among them. If that was an early song, then there were blues probably even into, you know, probably the post-Civil War, although the the feeling is generally that it, they didn't really erupt or became anything until about the 1890s with the Jim Crow laws. A lot of people say East St. Louis or Crow Jane, which is, you know, you know the progression. Of course, right. Uh, that was blues, one of, yeah, generally. That was key. one of the earliest songs, and that, that goes back according to Big Joe Williams and other people, to like the 1890s, you know, which is when you can sort of say, well, that's where blues started. But it's possible it, it went back even further, you know, like they were modal songs that were just like blues, except they were kind of tweaked into major tunings rather than minor tunings. Hmm. No one will ever know because nobody cared at the time. Right, right. So what else was L.V. playing? Uh, Pick Poor Robin Clean? Well, she got that from Luke, Luke Jordan's song. If you listen to that and you listen to Luke Jordan's, the same progression, same lyrics. Right. So that's that's pretty much it. And Come over, come On Over to My House. Right. Which is, not, which is kind of a rag. That's probably 1890s. You think so? 1890s? Yeah, I think it's probably 1890s. That kind of progression. It was probably very early. I mean, McTell does it. He was born in the 1890s. So... When he was growing up and learning guitar, it was probably, you know, a popular song. Yeah. So it goes at least back to the turn of the century. Okay. But who knows where these other songs came from? We got to go back in time and find the first sad person in the world. Well, then we'd have to go back farther than blues. Now won't you come over to my 
So that was Julia Lee with Georgie Lee's uh, orchestra. So, Don, thanks for doing the show. No problem. Anytime. Again, this was uh, a rich and enlightening experience, as always. Yeah, and we have like four new songs we have to add to our Yeah, even I have a whole, whole new repertoire uh, maybe, now. Maybe next time I'll bring all 7K. Oh, I only got yeah. six now. I don't have the Henry Spaulding anymore. <laughs> I have the Henry Spaulding. You do? We can do it. Oh, oh snap. okay. Right, Fuck Charlie do. Barker. <laughs> we got it going on. So we can do it. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks, Eden, for being here. Of course. So this guy, I don't know his uh, his real full name, but yeah, this is a country guy that goes by the name of Slim Jim on I this record. I think he was part of uh, Jim Pierce's Oklahoma Cowboys, I think. Yeah. I can't remember right now. I'm too sloshed. <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh, Rabbit Blues, and uh, this is a great example of... Uh, Black music being infiltrated into white music. Infiltrating yeah. into white music. Because this guy clearly listened to uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson. Oh, who didn't? Who had didn't? any brains? Lord knows I do. Yeah. All right. And run one solid mile Catch him, boy Blue jumped a rabbit Run one solid mile When Blue's caught that rabbit That rabbit cried like a child Yeah, listen at him cry <laughs> Going to the racetrack to watch my pony run Run to the racetrack To watch my pony run If I win any money Why give my fat brownie son It's time for me to go We should keep my rabbit tied Yeah, don't let him get away while I'm gone It's time for me to go We should keep my rabbit tied Don't tell him where I'm gone So he'd be satisfied <laughs> what an ending. That was great. That was good.
the countryside, I was going to ask you, this is not expensive rare record, but, oh, uh, what is it? Our Director's March. You said you were interested in that. Oh, okay, great. 